Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. For our sins. And then resolving to, resolving to follow him. And, um, you know, just allowing him to guide us, lead us, direct us studying the word and um, you know just forgetting everything that we've been told about um, God's condemnation over us and learn get learn from him directly what it is that he wants from us it's a huge misconception that people have I, I think I think um the misconception people have about God, uh, God's forgiveness is tied to the history of the Christian religion. Um, when I say the Christian religion, I'm distinguishing it from the Christian faith. Um, the Christian religion has had so much influence over the minds of Christians, even believers, that we're not easily able to distinguish biblical doctrine from doctrines of the Christian religion. These are two separate things. The Christian religion is a man-made thing. It is culture-based, etc. But the faith is something that began to be shared by Jesus Christ himself when he manifested here on earth. And that was that God, because of Jesus Christ's death, had forgiven all mankind. So you read in the scripture where it says, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You, you, you've, I'm sure you've all read that before, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, why does it say we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ? Because in, before the judgment seat of God, we all have been justified. So every human being that is alive today has been justified before God by reason of the blood shed for us on the cross at Calvary. Now, when we leave this world, we will leave this world either with a conscience and confidence 
in that work or unbelief in that work. The unbelief in that work that Jesus did is what keeps us eternally separated from God. But belief in that work that Jesus did is what keeps us eternally connected to God through Jesus Christ. So anybody you run into on the streets that has some, um, I don't know, doubt of the gospel, what he or she needs to know is not that they need to be saved, but they have been saved. The question is, do they believe it? Now, this, what I just shared with you is the gospel. That's why it says, Jesus says, go and preach the good news to every creature, remember. Well, what was the good news? The good news was he had died for every creature and satisfied who? Satisfied the person who was old, that is God. So the person now who can judge people is Jesus Christ. He is the one that is old. And believing in his word is the honor that he requires from you and I. So let me just stop there. To, I, 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 I don't know if that kind of help would help somebody you would be speaking to who maybe is you know, going through a rough time, not knowing their place in God or in Christ, what, that this is what we believe, that it doesn't matter your religion, whoever you are, Jesus Christ has died for you. And right now in the sight of God, you are justified. But in yourself, if you don't know and believe that, you shall be eternally lost. Even though God himself is not the one chasing and driving you into hell. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the word. Let me stop there. If somebody else wants to add something to it, mm -hmm. feel free. I mean, I think, I think that is very um, amazing towards helping to help a person understand what faith in Jesus is and what what Christian faith is, as opposed to religious faith is. And um, something else I heard this week was just, it was just an interview of a guy and he was talking about when he grew up um, with an uncle that was a born again pastor and he, he just, he actually tur turned him away from God rather than bringing him to God. He turned him away from God because he, um, he saw him saying things that the man didn't live. He, you know, he, he saw him take, take money from the church and then buy a big fancy car and, you know, go do things because he, he was just a little kid. So nobody ever looked at him to see what he was looking at. And, um, and I think, I think so, so often that is the reality that religion turns you, you know, turns a lot of people away from God and away from Jesus. And that's something that um, we can study and think about of how 
do we help people who have that experience, who have no experience in how, or have other experience of religion to say, you know what, regardless of what religion you were brought up into, Jesus still gave his life for you because he gave it for all. And I think, I think, you know, and I think about that this week as, you know, a, a question more than, a, a question more than an answer to work with these young people. I don't have anything to add. I think that that was a great, um, you know, starting point for us to have discussions with people that letting them know that they've already been saved. The question is, do you believe it? I think that that is excellent. Let's take a look at the book of First John. First John is somewhat before Revelation, two books before Revelation. First John, it's towards the towards the end. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at um, 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. Amen. 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 If, if, you can, if anybody can just read that chapter, it's a short chapter. Amen. Um, the whole of the first ch chapter, did you say? Yes, chapter one of First John. Okay. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, 
we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. So if you, look, if you look at verse eight and nine, you notice there he talks about sin and mm -hmm. it talks about sins. Yes. In verse eight, it says, if we say that we have no sin, and the sin he's referring to here is the sin every human being inherits from their natural fathers directly from Adam. Jesus did not inherit it because he did not have a natural father. That sin comes to you through your natural father. That is what separates you and I from God. Now, the next thing in verse 9, he says, um, if we confess our sins, this is plural. These, these are the aspects of us that we are responsible for. Certainly they were caused by the original sin, but we have to take responsibility for those things that we do. Now, you and I, because we believe in Jesus Christ, we've been absolved from sin. And because we've been absolved from sin, we are able by the blood of Jesus Christ to have our sins washed over time. Okay? Okay. So, look at... If you look at verse 7, it tells you that the blood of Jesus Christ washes us from all sin, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And somewhere else, Paul tells us that the blood of Jesus Christ washes us from sins, plural, that are past. Past means you have looked at them and said, oh, this aspect of my life, I don't like. I wish I was, I didn't have to do, I didn't do this. I wish I wasn't this sort of person. I wish I didn't tell lies. I wish I didn't do that. What makes it past is that you feel bad about it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So whenever you and I meet any human being, they need to understand that, this, that what God is holding you and I accountable for has been paid for by Jesus Christ. That is sin, S-I-N. Okay? okay, but what Jesus Christ holds you and I accountable for are sins, S-I-N-S, which are the things that we do. But he has sent his Holy Spirit to take you and I from those sins that we commit. So this is basic, this is a basic understanding that people must have. In other words, you say, look here, yes, you're born again, but if you say you have no sins, okay, you're not telling the truth. Amen? Amen. We all Amen. have flaws. We all have Amen. flaws. We have flaws here and there. But even with those sins, 
we will still make it into the kingdom of God. Let's look at one other apostle to back up what John says. Let's take, let's go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5. Amen. Amen. So we'll take it from verse, verse 15 to the end. Anybody? Romans chapter 5, verse 15 to the end. The grace Amen. and life of Christ. Go ahead, Liz. Oh, grace and life through Christ. Verse 15. But the gift is not like the offense. For if by the offense of the one man all died, much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound for all. The gift is entirely different from the sin committed by the one man. In the first case, the sentence followed upon one offense and brought condemnation. But in the second, the gift came after many offenses and brought acquittal. If death began its reign to one man because of his offense, much more shall those who receive the overflowing grace and gift of justice live and reign through the one man, Jesus Christ. To sum up then, just as a single offense brought condemnation to all men, a single righteous act brought all men acquittal and life. Just as the, Repeat that again. Repeat that again. Um, what well, he says to sum up. To sum up, then, just as a single offense brought condemnation to all men. <coughs> Sorry, could, could everybody mute your microphone, please? Please mute your microphone because you're knocking off Liz. Sorry, Liz, can you repeat that, please? It looks like she fell off the call, Brother Mike. Okay, okay. You have to All right. look the letter back in. Yes, yes, I will. Okay, and, uh, and Kay, can you continue from um, where she stopped? Okay, I'm starting at verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteousness. I mean, be made righteous. Moreover, the law and the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay. Is there any question for clarification on what we just read in Romans? Or is it like pretty clear?
I can't speak for anybody else. It seems pretty clear to me, but it not be clear to everyone. <laughs> okay. Well, is Tabo online now? Oh, yes, he is. Okay. Could you ask him if it's clear to him and if it is, if he would like to try to explain a little bit to us? Yes, is it clear? Yes. Okay, you're gonna have to explain it to us. I just want to. I just want to know. I just want to know your level of understanding. I know you probably understand it, but just want to get the level of your understanding of it. Okay. So yeah. just do your best. You don't have to be perfect. Just. Yeah. And whatever what do you understand? You okay. Mm. okay. Uh, that one man's sin can create torture for others. Hmm? Can you just see that? No, hold on. Sorry, please just let him talk. Thanks. Go ahead, Tabo. Um, I don't know much, to be honest. Yeah, that's fine. Go on. Just ignore me. Say whatever you, you understand. Okay, let me let me let me let me let me walk let me walk this with you, okay? If mom will just hold on for a sec while I do that. Okay. All right, Tabo, can you hear me? Yes. All right. What we're saying is this. You, Tabo, you're a child of God, you're Christian. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if anything should happen to you today, God forbid, and you die. Regardless of what you have done in the past, you are going to heaven. You are going to the eternal kingdom of God just because you believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. However, when you were born, you inherited the sin of Adam. And it has come down to every human being, male or female. It cannot be transferred from a female to the children. It can only be transferred from a male to the children. So we all receive the sin of Adam through our fathers. That was why Jesus was not born of a natural father. He was born miraculously by God through a woman. So he had no original sin. Okay? Okay. Now... He lived a righteous life and maintained his holiness till he died at age 33 and a half. And anyone who believes in Jesus now gets in their own conscience a certainty that they now have peace with God. However, everybody in the world ought to have in their conscience that they have peace with God. But not everyone has that confidence that they have peace with God. So sometimes they substitute what they ought to have with something like religion or whatever. But you and I have peace with God because we believe in what Jesus Christ has done and what God in his Bible says about Jesus Christ. So in conclusion, you have friends. Those friends of yours, God has forgiven them 
of sin, God is not holding them responsible anymore for sin. God is not even holding them responsible anymore for their sins. God has forgiven them of sin and their sins. However, Jesus Christ holds us responsible for our sin and our sins if we do not believe in him. Okay? So you now and I are not going to be held responsible by Jesus Christ because we believe in him and we tell people about him. Of course, God is not holding anybody responsible because he has been settled. In other words, the debt owed to mankind, owed, sorry, owed to God by mankind has been paid by Jesus. But the debt owed to Jesus has only been paid by some people, you and I. Your friends who don't believe in Jesus haven't paid their debt to Jesus. Their debt to Jesus is simple. It says, if you believe in your heart and you state with your mouth that Jesus died and God raised him, you will be saved. Now, a person who doesn't do that is indebted to Jesus Christ. So basically, that's what we're breaking down. Okay? Now... Okay. Tell me in your own words a little bit what you think I just said. So, um, if because I'm a child of God, I'm still going to go to heaven regardless, even with the sins I've done. But what makes you a child of God? I just believe in him. And in I, who? God. No, everybody believes in God. Well, not, not everyone in the world. Some okay. Like... Yeah, but what I'm saying is Muslims believe in God, Hindus believe in God, Buddhists believe in God, Jews believe in God. What makes you different? Because there is, there's only one God. No, there is only one God. I'm enjoying this. There is only one God. True. But... All these people believe in that one God. Why is it that you are a child of God and they are not? Because we only believe in the true God. They believe in other gods that are not real. No, no. They believe in, they believe in God, the one God. They can have different names for him, but they believe in the one God. Why are they not children of God? Why are you a child of God? Because Based on the things I have said, what would your answer be? But because they don't believe in Jesus. Okay, now the, 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 the fact is this. Abele, Tabo has to develop that relationship with Jesus Christ without your help. He is on the stage now. There's no shortcut to this. Yeah. No shortcut to this. It has to be this way. So Tabo, what makes you a child of God 
and these are the people who believe in God and who are good people. Why are they not children of God, but you are a child of God? Because they don't believe in Jesus. That's the answer. They do not believe that Jesus came and died on their behalf. You do. Now, you might not believe it as much as, say, your mom does, or as much as I do. The fact is, you believe it to some degree, and that's enough for Jesus. He says, you're mine. Okay. Now, somebody help me. Dr. K, help me look for one scripture. And that's the place where somebody comes to Jesus and says, Master, what do I need to do? You can type it into Google. What must we do? What must I do to do the works of God? I just want us to see Jesus' answer to that man. What must I do to do the works of God? I'm looking for it. Okay, sure. Give me just a moment. My phone just went offline. Okay. Okay, it's John 6, verse 28. Okay, Tabo, please look for that for John us. John chapter, chapter 6. six. Verse 28. Verse 28. Yeah, first John. No, John. Just the book of John. Regular John. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Verse 28. Chapter 6, verse 28. Chapter... That's the question Jesus answers. So, what chapter? Chapter six. Chapter six. Okay. Move All on. right, verse twenty-eight. Chapter six, verse twenty-eight. Okay, I read. I read. 28 to where? Sorry. Uh, I, I just, just, we'll find out. Just start from 28. 28 and 29. 28 to 29. Okay. Okay. The people asked Jesus, what are the things God wants us to do? Jesus answered, the work God wants you to do is this, to believe in the one that God sent. That's all we're looking for. Did you hear Jesus' answer? Did yes. Jesus say, did you say, go out and build a big church for him? No. Did he say, go out and win souls for him? No. No, he said there is one thing that God requires from every human being. And what is it? Go. Say it again, please. To believe in the one that God sent. So Jesus. Who is the one that God Jesus. sent? Amen. So nobody needs, nobody needs to argue this point. It's all over the scripture. 
God only requires, God only requires one thing that you and I believe in Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ that requires all these other things of you and I. Love your neighbor. Go to church. Preach the gospel. Are you with me now? Yes. God is not the one asking you and I to do all these things. It's our big brother that's requiring us to do all these things. That's why I said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Okay? He has made peace with us, peace with God for us because we believe on him whom God sent. These people came and said, look, what can we do? Can we pay tithes? Can we give you money? Can we do this? What can we do for you? Anything. He says, all you got to do is believe on him whom God sent. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that is the lesson, Tagbo. Remember it. You are a child of God because you believe what God said about his son, Jesus Christ. That's it. You're not a child of God because you believe in God. Let me show you a scripture. Dr. K, search another one for me. So do the devils and tremble. Just type in, so do the devils and tremble. Let's see if, they're, let's see if these guys are children of God as well. It would be the book of James. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted out. It's James chapter 2, verse 19. Okay. James James chapter 2. Pastor Tabo, can you read that for us, please? James chapter two, verse nineteen. Yes. Verse nineteen to just 19. Uh, you believe there is one God. Good. But the demons believe that too. And they snake with fear. Thank you. So the fact that you believe in God, the apostle James says, big deal. So do the demons. <laughs> okay. So believing in God isn't anything special. Even mm -hmm. devils believe in God. Yeah. But believing in Jesus Christ, believing what God says about his son, Jesus Christ. Now that's special. That's what makes you distinct. So when you talk to God, when you talk to God, you have confidence that God is listening to you because 
you are his child because you now have the same blood with his first son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you know you are actually Jesus's? Did you know you are actually Jesus's blood brother? No. Tabo, did you know that? No. Huh? No. So you never knew you had a brother, did you? I saw him as a father, not a brother. I exactly. God is yes, he is like a father. He's a big brother that's like a father, but he's actually your brother. Let me show it to you from scripture. Let's turn to the book of Hebrews. Dr. K, one more. <laughs> okay. Um, bringing, bringing many sons to glory. Okay. No, no. In as much as the children were flesh and blood. I think that would be um, somewhere around chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Yeah, yeah, Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Okay, let's take it, let's actually take it from verse 10 to 14. Let, let Tabo, let your mom read this one. Okay, amen. Amen. For it was fitting for him for whom all for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying... Stop. Stop. He is not ashamed to call Tabo his brother. Tabo, did you hear that? Yeah. The verse before that says, for you and he come from the same father. That's why it says you are all of one. Do you see that part? They should have just gone ahead and said the whole thing. I don't even know why they, they talk like that. Okay? Say so you and he. Read the verse before that, mom. The verse before that. The one where it says they are all of one. Yes. Um, for he who sanctifies and they that are... Yeah, for both he who sanctifies... Who is he that sanctifies? Who is he that sanctifies? To sanctify means to pour blood on Okay, so whose blood are we being sprinkled with? Jesus. All right. So he who does the sanctifying is Jesus. Okay. Yes. And they who are sanctified is us. Sister yes. Liz, are you following this in your own translation? Yes. Okay, great. Great. I know Mom Logan is quietly in the background watching all of us. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, Tabo, you can see. Right there, it says that you are a brother of Jesus Christ. He is your physical big brother. Yes. I mean that. There's not some spirit in the sky. I mean, literally, he is a man. Never forget that. Jesus is a man. 
And yes. people always forget this. Okay? <laughs> okay? All right. Sorry, uh, Mom. Um, Please yes. continue. Okay. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all one, are all of one. Are all of one father. Are all of one father. One. Even though they didn't put it, just, let, just take it from me, that's what it means. We're all of one father. Go on. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Saying, so the word brethren, brethren is to a K. Please give me the right, the word in modern English. What word is that? Brother. Brothers and sisters. Brothers. He's not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. That's you and I. Okay, brethren. Yes. Okay, go on. Yes. He is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will declare your name to my brother. Who is he talking? Who, wait, who's talking now? Who's saying this? Jesus. Who is he talking to? To us, to the people who <laughs> the church. Dr. K, Dr. K, Sister Liz, everybody, let's take it easy now. Jesus yes, is the one to, talking to, to someone. And he's telling that person that he's going to declare that person's name to his brethren. Who was he talking to? Tabu, who was he talking to? His brothers and sisters. Okay, Billy, read it again. Tabu, let your mom read it again. And let's see if we can figure out who Jesus was talking to. Billy, read it again. For, for both. Okay. No, 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 not that part. The last verse you read. I will declare your name to my brothers in the midst uh -huh. of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. So who was he talking to? He was talking to God. Thank you. To his father. Tabo, do you see that? Yes. He was talking to his father saying he is going to teach Tabo, his brother, more about the nature of God. Is everybody with me now? Yes. Yes. So you have to yield yourself. You've got to believe, all right? You've got to believe me when I tell you that Jesus Christ is your brother and he wants to teach you more about your father, his father. What is, why does, why is Jesus, what is the difference between you and Jesus? This is the difference. You were adopted as a son of God but you received all the rights that Jesus has. Jesus is the only begotten of the father. Everybody has heard that phrase before, right? The only yes. begotten. That's what makes him distinct from you and I. Okay. We were adopted into sonship, but we have received all the rights of the child of God. We don't even understand what those rights are. Okay. Because if we did, we'll probably be like a kid with an Uzi machine gun, okay? <laughs> so, so one way to help us not to do terrible things is not to let us know too much too quickly. Okay, Abele, now we're clear on that. Everybody knows that yeah. it's Jesus talking to God.
telling God that he's going to teach you and I more about God. Okay, go on. Yes. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am, here am I, and the children whom God has given me. In as much as then. Aha. Here I am with the children God has given me. We are the children that God has given Jesus to be responsible for. Amen? Amen. Amen. God says, God says, Jesus, these are your kid brothers and sisters. I want you to look after them. Make sure you don't lose any of them. Make sure you bring them into the kingdom, okay? That's what's going on. That's what you're reading. That's what makes you a child of God. That's what... What makes you different from anybody who doesn't, doesn't believe in Jesus Christ? Amen? Amen. All right. Amen. I, think, I, I think, are you at 14 yet? I am at, no, I just finished 13. Okay, sorry. Go ahead and finish 14 then. And then I'll, I'll stop there and let someone else take over. Okay. In as much as then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. So since Tabo was made of flesh and blood, Jesus decided to become flesh and blood also so he could destroy the power of any devil trying to affect Tabo's life. Tabo, does that make sense now? Yes. Amen. 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 All right, um, Dr. K, I think you probably had something you wanted to say on this list. I didn't have anything to say. Maybe okay. Liz, mom. This answered my question because I was thinking that there had to be a very simple way of explaining this to people, especially those that grew up in the church, that they they obviously misunderstood, you know. <laughs> Oh, we all did. We all did. And that, remember, came from the Christian religion. But when Jesus himself yes. came and started teaching us himself and confirming it by his word, we began to, you know, see better, see more clearly, begin to understand who we are in God, that we really literally, literally are the children of God. You know, literally. Yes. And God didn't just give us a father. <laughs> he also gave us a brother. Okay. Yes. All right. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay. I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay. Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay. Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go on this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through 
below in the comment section here on YouTube. Okay, so I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, order, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 